This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. of a cowboy who like is searching for like revenge for the death of his kids at the hands of the federal government like that's you're you're the wichita hangman i'm the wichita hangman now what they say is after old sheriff carruthers was shot in the back 52 times by one of them damn carpetbaggers he came back as the wichita hangman all I know is whatever character this is, I want it to be played by Tommy Lee Jones. The Wichita Hangman? A- absolutely a necessity. Mm. Yeah. You see, like they, prob- they the, shot a federal a judge option. up there in San Francisco. That was the Wichita Hangman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Worst Into the Industry podcast. Uh, for you guys, hopefully it hasn't been any time at all, but for us, it's been a little while since we recorded our last episode, so... Just as a quick reminder, this is the show where, together, the three leftist weirdos that host this podcast attempt to uh, yank down the pants of corporations from yore and today in order to sunburn their liver-spotted pockmarked ass cheeks as a little bit of revenge for all the shit they've done to us. My name is Justin St. Peter, and I am just absolutely too hungover to do anything right now. To my metaphorical right... Colin Stanley, and I threw up all over myself on my way to work the other day. To my right. Uh, my name's Tyler, and uh, it's too late for me to become a billionaire, but it's not too late to find out what they taste like. Together, the three of us attempt to deliver to you, uh, as Colin would probably insist on me including the finest butt nuggets of rage and fury <laughs> from that one failed take. Oh, boy. Today... We are going to be talking about Theranos. And it's a Tyler-centric episode. You're goddamn right, so I'm going to pass uh, everything over to him, and he is going to guide us through this story. T- Tyler's put on a length dress hoop skirt. He's put on a lace collar. He's got a large floppy hat, and he's... Making sure we all got our little uh, blackboards, because he's going to be today's school marm in this episode. Alright, so if all the baby birds could please get in the nest and prepare to be fed. Let me just settle in over here. Feed me, oh, feed me, yeah. feed me, mommy. Nice comfy in this nest. So, uh, today, I'm going to bring you the early life, early rise, and startling fall of a Silicon Valley tech startup company called Theranos. CEO Elizabeth Holmes was just 19 when she founded the company. She wanted to make what would essentially be a Keurig, but for your blood. She promised with just a finger prick and a few drops of blood, this machine could do a full blood test involving over 200 tests, and therefore people would never have to say, I wish I knew sooner. She raised over $900 million, and later the company would be valued at over $10 billion. Four years later, it was worth less than nothing. 
To understand how this hashtag girl boss grifted thousands of investors and hopeful citizens wanting a better, faster, and less expensive way of getting a blood test than the money laundering scheme and that is healthcare in America, we, uh, we will have to go back to her upbringing. So her parents, Christian and Noel, were quite a well-off couple. Christian was an Enron executive, which we will get to Enron at some point. Oh, we're going to get to it! And any 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 couple named Christian and Noel is probably doing all right for themselves. Oh yeah, and uh, Noel worked in foreign policy, and she was a defense aide on Capitol Hill. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing unethical or immoral about being a defense aide on Capitol Hill. No, no, absolutely not. Defense, Capitol Hill has done nothing quote wrong. Unquote, quote unquote defense, defense, defense. So, uh, one of Holmes' neighbors said in an interview with Forbes that quote. Nicole, Noel programmed Elizabeth to be like me, invent and learn a language. I'm a psychiatrist and a family practitioner, and I would tell a father and mother not to treat a child that way. She'll be what she'll be. Don't drive her into something that she doesn't want to do. In the pictures I have with our family, she's withdrawn. She's always pulled to the side and was not naturally emotive as a child. We're going to skip forward a little bit to when she was in high school. And she started her first company, still in high school, and she was selling C++ compilers to Chinese universities. She was, quote, a fair student with low grades, but that didn't stop her parents from trying to get her into Stanford by any means necessary. Instead of what rich people usually do and giving them pictures of her in a rowboat and putting her on the, quote, rowing team, with a generous donation, of course, they enrolled her in a summer program through Stanford University to learn Mandarin. Elizabeth was not happy with this program. Neighbors said, quote, Elizabeth would call from the house from China, crying. Noel would take these calls from Elizabeth and ask my ex-wife to pick up. Elizabeth said, quote, The people are dirty, the hotel is filthy, and I want to come home. But Noel would tell her to stop complaining and get with the program. And eventually she did finish that program. And she got accepted into Stanford School of Engineering in 2002, where she studied chemical engineering. By the end of her freshman year, she was working at the Genome Institute of Singapore, and she was testing for SARS-CoV-1. Around that time, she met a man named Sonny Balwani, a Pakistani tech entrepreneur. At the time, he was married, but soon became romantically involved with Holmes. When they met, she was 18, and he was 19 years older than her. He later divorced his wife and officially started dating, and we'll talk more about him later. She filed her first patent in 2003 for a drug delivery patch, which was essentially like a nicotine patch, but for medicines. She said it eventually would be able to test the patient's blood, and it would, based on that, always be giving them the correct dose of their medicine. She wanted to put a cell phone chip in it to send updates to doctors, and the doctor would see how the patient is doing without that person physically being there. The medical professional she brought it to said it would never work. I, I just think... It's really funny that, like, these are she, she she's she at this point in time, right? They're they're like, ah, oh, she's she's an entrepreneurial genius. She's she's working at the Genome Institute, and she's just like, wouldn't it be nice if you if you could put a thing on your body and then it would tell your doctor whether or not you were sick, and it would also give you medicine. And also, it email it gives sent you an email and make a cup of coffee. And, you it, know, it does. It seems a little bit too like like eighties sci fi. That's hey man. That's like, that's tech startups. That's just how they are. Man, it's it seems 
like some sort of emotionally uh, abused, uh, intellectually stunted uh, child of wealth and fortune came up with an idea to justify the fact that she's having all this money poured into her her life uh, without uh, any of the support or uh, you know moral fundamentals that are necessary to make you not a raving psycho. Oh, don't don't I, worry. I mean, we will get to that. If she was selling programs to Chinese universities, probably making a, a good amount of money doing it while she was still in high school, I think she's not necessarily intellectually impaired. No, no, she is she emotionally is, she to is, be certain. She is genuinely smart when it comes to like um computers. Like honestly, she is not an idiot when it comes to computers and she also does speak mandarin fluently so like she's not stupid but no 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 what i what, when i say when i say intellectually stunted i mean like i don't know if you've ever met somebody who works on computers or sells them for a living but there's something wrong you you what Colin? i don't do that anymore so no but <laughs> it, it left you a fucking broken man it did it shattered me body and soul so this that happened in 2003 was when she met Sonny Balwani. In 2004, she dropped out of Stanford her sophomore year and used her tuition money to start the seeds of the new company that she would she would make that would come to be known as Theranos, which is therapy and diagnose. Yeah, Theranos. Theranos. Therapy, diagnose, two words together. <laughs> I fucking. Know. So it it is it is it is nothing to do with like ancient greece it's, no nope. it's like this is like a tumblr oc for somebody who really likes the devil may cry series so the the reason why she said she started the company from her own words was because she spent a lot of summers with her uncle and one day they found out he had skin cancer which turned into oh he also has brain cancer and he also has bone cancer and she saw the problem with this as being you know, when you go to a doctor and get a blood test, you get a blood test once a year if you go see a doctor every year. But if people had a way to test their blood more consistently, they would be much better at, you know, finding these things sooner, and then they could treat those things sooner. She also said exactly. she was incredibly afraid of needles. And she was wondering why traditional blood testing processes haven't really changed since the 1950s. And uh, if everyone had a quick, a quick and easy access to blood testing, she felt people would be able to catch markers for cancer and other diseases much earlier. Okay. I can't believe that she started this company partially because she was a fucking weenie. Yep. So, she would eventually come to name the machine that tests the blood. Can you guys guess what it's called? Blood for less. Nope. With the number four uh, and two Zs. It's even stupider. Uh it's um, even stupider. Um, 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 it's named uh, after. It's named disease after. Away. It's named after a person, if that helps. The Benjamin Franklin School of Cum and Blood. Justin, you gotta you gotta guess. I'm just throwing a bunch of Thomas Jefferson. I, I don't know the Jan Brady blood arm patch. What 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 the fuck is it? It was Tom called Tom Brady's blood curic. It's called the Edison. And the vial. Ah, yes, you know Thomas what? Edison, That's another man tell. who has never oh, done oh, anything. Oh, That's oh. the fucking tell right I'm there. I'm getting into it. Don't worry, boys. And then the little container of blood that you see with, you know, her on the cover of Forbes and Fortune and all of that, that little container that she have that's like two centimeters big, it's called the nanotainer. 
the nanotainer. Yeah, and the reason why she called it the Edison is because she aspired to be someone like Thomas Edison, which, as we will find a out, liar. she draws a lot of parallels to. Her and Edison both understood how to market themselves as geniuses without actually being one. Edison stole almost every invention he made and promised way much more than he could deliver. Holmes would also promise much, much more than she will deliver, but we will find out. Meanwhile, so, Nikola Tesla died poor and in love with a pigeon. Yep. So, the blood testing industry is dominated by two companies, LabCorp and Quest. They control about 80% of the blood testing market, and they have incredibly high prices and were sued by Medicaid and Medicare for overcharging. The reason why they are never challenged is because of the scale of these companies. They were able to do over a thousand different blood tests, and Holmes saw an opportunity to do what all Silicon Valley startups do, disrupt the industry. Now, as we are obviously for knocking megacorps down a few pegs, I don't think that disrupting people's blood tests are a good idea. If, <laughs> if, if you disrupt the cell phone industry, like, like Steve Jobs did with the iPhone, right? That, that disrupted the cell phone industry. That, you know, threw everything into a loop. Yeah. I, go into a, I go into a subway and demand they put a p slice of pizza on my sandwich. I'm disrupting the sandwich industry. Yeah. It, if, the thing is, is if the iPhone doesn't work properly, then your cell phone doesn't work. Who gives a shit? But if a blood testing machine that could potentially be giving someone a false negative on a T-cell test, that person could die. In 2003, she sought out investors to fund her company, and she pitched the idea to many people from Stanford, such as science and medical professors, but they all said the idea would never work, and maybe she should have listened to them. <laughs> this did not slow her down, though. She found an advisor and a dean at the School of Engineering by the name of Channing Robertson, and he dropped a whole buttload of money on it. By the end what of a fucking underbite of a name. Channing Robertson. Robertson. You know, he's he's not as big of a piece of shit as I was expecting him to be, but, you know, he's... Yeah, he, yeah. But anyway, so by the end of 2004, she raised over $6 million, and by the end of 2010, she would have more than $92 million in venture capital. Uh, this is about the time... Well, not this. We're going to fast forward a little bit here. Uh, Sonny Balwani actually joined Theranos in 2009 and he and Holmes ran the company on a culture of secrecy and fear and he basically just walked around <laughs> and screamed at employees all day that was his job oh, oh my god can you imagine the demotivational posters up in the HR office oh, yes. oh dude they're they're like the Amy Klobuchar of medical science <laughs> yes please please I need it so Secrecy in tech startups is not uncommon. Employees are usually forbidden from talking to each other, like, outside of their departments, about what they do at work. And it makes sense for companies like Apple or Microsoft because it prevents leaks. You know, it prevents, like, if nobody has the idea of how everything goes together, then, you know, everything remains a secret and you won't really run into any big issues with that. But for a medical company, it could kill somebody. So, she was introduced to a venture capital capitalist named Donald Lucas, and he was the founding investor and chairman of Oracle. And here's what he said in a 2009 interview. My assistant said I had got a call from Beijing, and I said, of course I'll take the call. I've got to meet this young lady, Elizabeth Holmes. I said, John, what? He said, you got to meet her. She's fabulous. Okay, I'm figuring 20 minutes, right? This young lady comes in. I think she was probably about 21 years old at the time, and she had left Stanford, didn't graduate, and she had a company called Theranos, right? 
and I thought that it was gonna be a short conversation. Well, now I'm the chairman of the board, and she <laughs> spent a lot of time with her in the company, and she's doing super. <laughs> now I'm chairman of the board. <laughs> So, another big investor. In 2011, she was introduced to former Secretary of State George Shult. She used her charm to talk him into becoming an investor, and he joined the Theranos Board of Directors. Also on the Board of Directors was a little guy. A little, a little guy. A little guy, a little guy. That, that we all know. Henry Kissinger. Oh, boy. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Dr. Henry Killinger was yep. on... And also, did he have his magic motor back? Also, uh, uh, soon to be Secretary of State William Perry, and uh, sec uh, future Secretary of Defense James Mattis as well. So something about Elizabeth Holmes is like catnip for these rich people. She could convince almost anyone to invest in her company, even though she had basically zero experience in the medical or science field. Because keep in mind, she dropped out of engineering school. Major investors also included Rupert Murdoch, who dropped $125 million, the Walton family, and the DeVos family. One of the ways she convinced these people, which in hindsight shows how fucking stupid these people are, when questioned about her lack of experience, she would bring up her ancestors. Her great-great-grandfather, Christian R. Holmes, was an illustrious surgeon, and the Cincinnati General Hospital was actually named after him. He married the daughter of Charles Fleischman of Fleischman Yeast Company fame. Great yeast. Oh, so awesome she yeast. basically told people... <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just a quick aside. Great yeast. Great you yeast. Know. <laughs> hey, I, listen. I can't, I can't knock the yeast. It's great yeast. Can't knock the yeast. It's good yeast. What can I say? Yeast. So she basically told these people that science, medicine, and business are in her genes. Now, my great-great-grandfather was a coal miner. Does that make me genetically disposed to go into a coal mine and just get to work? My grandfather I mean, was right my grandfather was a tailor. Does that mean I can hem pants from birth? No, it doesn't. I would trust it you. Doesn't. You got quick little nimble fingers. Well, I'm Polish. It happens. I, well, I know for one thing, and I know that you absolutely would not be able to uh, rivet the hull of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, you'd sink that bitch too. Oh yeah, I would. So I'm gonna give another quote from that Donald Lucas guy because his interview is fucking hilarious. <laughs> quote. She had no... Okay, I'm going to do the voice. So she had no background in business, right? And it's quite presumptuous for somebody to say, I'm going to be president of the company. But there's an important distinction. That's when I felt like when I first met her. After spending a lot of time with her, I learned her great-grandfather was an entrepreneur and started Fleischmann's Package Yeast. It was very successful. So that's one side, and that's the entrepreneur side, but in the medical side, ah! It turns out later, the hospital very near where they lived is named her, after her great-uncle who was involved in medicine. So she became, by both of those two talents necessary here, one medicine and one entrepreneurship, quite naturally. You could just see it from the way she handles things, the way she thinks. I she... wish you could genetic, you could actually get skills passed on genetically, because then I'd be great uh, at uh, drinking every day and dying of a heroin overdose in my 30s. Yeah. Hey, Colin. Yeah, what's up? I have good news for you. Oh, boy! <laughs> You're great at drinking every day. <laughs> and what about the other thing? Uh, that I, I don't Remains want. Remains to be seen. We'll talk about happen. that later. That's, that's, no. 
<laughs> yeah, so something something about Elizabeth Holmes. These rich people just ate it up. And one of the things that was kind of weird about her was she had this like deep voice when she was speaking. Like like you see this like blonde 20-something and she just has this like you know, so like Theranos uh, is is great. You know, it has all this stuff and blah. It's like, okay, I wasn't expecting that, right? Oh, she's like LRH. Yeah, kind of. She's like fucking L. Ron Hubbard. Oh my god. I was thinking Doctor Girlfriend. Oh, that too. So from 2011 to 2013, she operated Theranos without much media attention. Uh, kind of kept things, you know, on the DL, just was blood testing and all this and all that. Um, and then in September of 2013, she conned Walgreens into launching in-store blood sample collection centers. And let's talk about these little collection centers. They okay, had to be... Yeah, there's no way that's nefarious. Well, I mean, on on the, you know, cover of it, it's it's not because that you're just going in there and getting a finger prick and then they're just testing your blood, whatever, you know, it's, it's just in Walgreens. And they had this, it was really fucking weird, if you want to l- look it up, they had this, like, menu... And you could order individual types of blood tests. <laughs> blood testing menu. Yeah, it was a dude. It dude. straight up was a blood testing menu. This is cyberpunk as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I've, I, you know what? I, I don't. And speaking of disappointments, think... like cyberpunk. Oh fuck you, guys. It was. What? It was bad. What? I don't want to be reminded. Okay. Of, I feel like of all of us here, I was probably one of the most excited people. Well, I was, it. I was incredibly excited about it, but like, I trusted them, man. Justin, this part's probably gonna get cut out because Tyler's not here. So I just want to say this right now. I have a theory, and I think it might be confirmed by later details. I think Elizabeth Holmes is a vampire. And hear me out. Okay. She's afraid of needles, because they would they would be able to determine from her blood or the blood that's in her that it's not hers. Right? Check number one. Check number two. She has, like, a deeper-than-you'd-expect voice. So maybe she's distorting it to cover up for the Transylvanian accent. <laughs> number oh, three, so she's not just a vampire. She is a Dracula. Exactly. Number three, she is able to very easily convince people of ridiculous bullshit with basically no evidence. She's using the Dracula eyes and the hypnosis. <laughs> Oh my god. And also, her entire business model is based on collecting other people's blood. <laughs> I'm just Fuck saying. The Wichita I'm... Hangman, that's our new cold open. Fucking facts don't lie. Facts don't lie, man. Okay. Do the research. Don't trust the media. Yeah, so she got the, got the Walgreens thing going, which is good. And then, 2014, she was on the cover of Fortune magazine, Forbes magazine, T, the New York Times Style Magazine, and Incorporated Magazine. She was recognized as Forbes <laughs> as one of the youngest self-made people and the youngest self-made female billionaire and ranked her number 110 on the Forbes 400. Can you be a self-made billionaire? No. Well, we, obviously you can't be a self-made billionaire, period. But especially when your parents like already had millions of dollars to begin with. Well, they with. weren't. They were Yeah, but they didn't. They have weren't huge investors. 
stories. They weren't huge investors is the thing. The people that generally invested, she was uh, introduced by her grifter father as well. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, she, like, she's getting all this money. Like, just because they're not giving her money, their money is giving her opportunities that she wouldn't otherwise had, therefore making her not self-made. In fact, she w- th- that would be the opposite of self-made. Yep. It's like calling a Subway sandwich self-made just because you picked out the ingredients. So, at this time, when she was when she was in that Fortune, uh, or that Forbes Top 400, Theranos was valued at $9 billion, and her net worth was $4.5 billion in, because she owned 50% of the common stock of the company. Speaking of style... She imitated what? the style of a certain tech giant. Uh, maybe you guys heard of him. His name's Steve Jobs. She wore the. Oh, so she never showered and only ate. Fruit. No, she 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 became a Hare Krishna and died of p- completely preventable cancer because she was fucking. No, stupid. she always fucking wore black turtlenecks. Oh my god! That, it's not even a she good look. That her mother dressed her in black turtlenecks since she was seven, but there's no proof of that. And uh, what really happened was an employee introduced the. Uh, Issy, uh, whatever, the brand, uh, those turtlenecks. Which brand? Issy Mayaki. Okay, so the the same brand that Steve. Yeah, the Jobs exact same wore. one. So she was introduced to those in 2007, and uh, like I said before, one of the things that people notice about her is uh, when you hear her speak, she has a deep baritone voice. And it's a little off-putting for a petite blonde twenty-something. Disagree. I think former it's Theranos hot. employees have commented on that she has a voice that you would, like, expect to hear from her. Uh, And her family, however, maintains the position that that is her natural speaking voice, Uh, which I don't really believe because in the documentary I watched, I heard her, like, speaking to employees a little bit, and it's like, yeah, that's, like, what I expected her to sound like. But anyway, by the end of... This is just further confirming my theory uh, (laughs) that I I shared with Justin. What? Hashtag girl boss? No, that she is a dude, hashtag Dracula. She's a dude, she fucking Dracula. might be. She's a One Dracula. One of the things that people always say about her is she never fucking blinks. See? Alright, that, that is total Dracula behavior. Justin! Dracula. Dude, she sounds like a Dracula. So, by the end of 2014, she had her name on 18 US patents and 66 foreign patents. And now that we're on the subject of patents... Holmes used patent writers to steal the intellectual property of her chief medical scientist, Ian Gibbons. And we'll talk about Ian Gibbons for a little bit. Because this guy... <laughs> Just like her hero, Ian Thomas Edison. Well, the, Ian Gibbons, you absolutely Here's the thing, cook. Ian Gibbons, great guy. Honestly, he's, he's phenomenal. He's done... He had did so much for the blood testing industry. Um, like, he's a true genius when it comes to blood testing. Honestly. And much like Tesla, upward cuck. <laughs> We might have to cut that out. We you. might have to cut that out. <laughs> the joke's on you, Colin. Nikola Tesla was too afraid of women to ever be cut. He was not afraid of women. He was what's known as gay, Justin. So, um... You could be both. They, so, Ther- Theranos... Anytime this guy, like, patented something, like, uh, you know, something for this for these Edison machines, mm-hmm. uh, Theranos would put Elizabeth Holmes' name on it. Um... And he did not like that, especially because he brought a lot of things over from the company he worked at prior. 
and then Theranos patented under Elizabeth Holmes' name. Um, he also warned Holmes that the tech wasn't ready for its big drugstore debut at Walgreens, and his wife Rochelle said, Ian was a real obstacle for Elizabeth. He started to become very vocal, and they kept him around to keep him quiet. And this is when he started heavily drinking, um, and really just things kind of spiraled for him. And uh, it, See, this is, this is the movie that I want to yeah. see. This is like just centered on this guy, right? And it's it's like the devil meets the devil wears Prada meets like spotlight, and he's just like he's like unraveling the the situation as it's ongoing, and he's just like sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into the. Muck. So in May 2013, Gibbons was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, Elizabeth Holmes' assistant called Gibbons at home to set up a meeting for the next day. He was fearful him and his wife were both going to be fired, so he downed a bottle of acetaminophen and downed a bottle of liquor as well on May 16th, the day before his deposition with Theranos about a patent dispute. The following morning, he was found in the bathroom floor by his wife, unconscious and barely breathing. He died of liver failure a week later. And then his wife Rochelle emailed Holmes' office to report the death of her husband and didn't even get a response back from Holmes directly. All she got was an email from a Theranos lawyer stating that she immediately returned his company laptop and any confidential information that he might have had. There's that, That's uh... That's a bit of a... You know, Justin and I, we went in kind of blind to this episode. Did not know that there was going to be a suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 kind of came out of left field. I uh, uh, well, that one really, uh, that one really reached you know, up. And I, I didn't okay. know if I wanted to to include the details of it, but um, it it makes it feel much more real. You know. You know. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, speaking of their their lawyers, they had a certain lawyer, uh, David Boyce. He was Al Gore's lawyer. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Wait, when you say they had a certain look, the man they the internet, they hired David Boys almost immediately when people started questioning them. So wait a second. You're saying that once again, in worst in the industry podcast history, some fucking like deeply ingratiated Democratic Party op. Uh, like some fucking dem apparatchik is involved in really shady, awful corporate things, just like Neil Gottschall. Yep. That would be totally unfair. Fucking awesome, man! I hate being right all the goddamn time. Theranos started becoming really suspicious to people, investors and journalists in particular. In 2014, they had still not published any like real data about the accuracy of their tests, and people were starting to question the secrecy of the company. Because these uh, these testing centers in Walgreens had opened, and what they planned on having was one of these Edison machines there. You get your finger prick, whatever, you put it in the machine, the machine does the test, you go shop for your bullshits, you come back, your blood test is done. Phenomenal, right? Sounds great. Yeah, sounds but, hella convenient. And the, all, sounds like a Futurama They had all invention. these commercials that were like, you know, all it is is a finger prick. All it is is a finger prick. And what really surprised a lot of people is they went into these blood testing centers and they would come out with a tube and a bag and a needle. And people were like, wait, wait, I, I thought it was a, 
I thought it was a, a finger prick. And they would have this like blanket statement that they would tell to people like, oh, you know, the physician requires uh, more of your blood. So that way we can run multiple tests. So that way we can make sure the machine is working properly. And this, so these, these Edison machines were actually never in any Walgreens. What happened is, is they were testing people in Arizona and then they were sending them to Palo Alto, which is also in Arizona, where they had this like big blood testing center where they would use them in these Edison machines. But the problem is, is they also had other commercially available machines there. And they were testing people's bloods that they got, people's bloods, people's blood that they got, uh, people's people's blood that they got venously. They would take that blood, test it in the Siemens machine or another commercially available machine, and then report those results as, as if it was tested on the Edison machine. They only ran about like five or ten percent of blood tests in the Edison machine, and like every single time, it was wrong. And they just fed the rest of the blood to Elizabeth Holmes to satiate her dark yeah. hunger. Yes, uh, her endless blood loss as a Dracula. She is a Dracula. That is, see, that's what they should have said in the blanket statement. They're like, the physician requires additional sample of your blood that we may feed our dark overlordress. Uh, so she does not have to sink the earth into a thousand years of night and feed upon the mortal yep. livestock. One guy in particular noticed, uh, or he started to become aware of Theranos. And his name is John Carreyrow of the Wall Street Journal, and he's a phenomenal journalist. He's great. Um, and he started an investigative piece on Theranos. He spoke to ex-employees and received many company documents. And Holmes started a campaign through David Boys to keep him from publishing the articles, which included legal and financial threats against him, ex-employees, and the Wall Street Journal, because all of the employees had signed these insane NDAs to work there. And, like, like these NDAs included, like, you are not allowed to talk about your work to anyone outside of your department at any point, or you will be sued. Wow, that's See, like the extreme the... compartmentalization, yeah. almost like an intelligence agency. Basically, yeah. The problem here is that Jesse Ventura wasn't involved. He would have gotten to the bottom of it. He would have been like, "I've got the documents, folks. I've got the documents. We're gonna we're gonna reopen an investigation into 9/11. We're gonna get light rail all the way to the poutine factory in Toronto." We got the documents. So one of the uh, one of the employees that was actually still working there, um, she was 23 at the time, that this was all happening, and she was like, uh, she was like physically doing the blood tests, and she knew what was going on because she's like, we don't even test anything in the Edison machines. We just bring it over to the Siemens machine, and run the blood test there, and give them the results back for that. And so she started speaking. To John Kerry route a little bit here and there just giving him you know little bite-sized pieces of information here and there and one day when she was at work um, one of her co-workers was like what's that dude like that guy in our parking lot he's been sitting out in his car all day and it's nighttime and she's like I don't know this is weird can you like can you guys walk me to my car and she they walk her to her car and as soon as she passes this car this big ass dude gets out right with a letter in his hand hands it to her and then gets back in his car and leaves and it's a lawsuit from david boys 
I thought you were about to say it's Jesse Ventura I wish. sharing the documents. You know, it, you're a patriot. Here are the documents that we've been able to obtain on your dark mistress, the vampiress, Elizabeth Holmes. Join me in my holy crusade against the creatures of the night. I, Jesse the Body Ventura, claim this oath. So, in 2015, against all the legal threats, you know, all of the, the personal threats that he had received, he still published the article, which stated that Edison gave inaccurate results and Theranos had been using commercially available machines for the majority of its testing. And the funny thing is, is the night that that article was released, Holmes was already booked to appear on CNBC's Mad Money with that dude with the, the shirt sleeves rolled up. <laughs> Oh my god, are you shitting no. me? Oh, uh, are I'm you not, shitting the, me? The, the bald guy who always breaks stuff. Kramer. Uh, Kramer. Wait, do you guys not know? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you don't know who fucking Kramer is? <laughs> fucking, oh my god. Yeah, and, okay, she still <laughs> appeared on the show. What yeah. the fuck? And Kramer's like, you know, came in, she came in, and he was like, hey, you know, this article is pretty brutal. And she said, uh, you know, it's what happens when you try to change things. First, they think you're crazy, and then they try to fight you, and then all of a sudden, you change the world. Wait, so she... She, cha she changed she not, nothing. Not only is she ripping off, like, the the business model of being Thomas Edison, she's also ripping off the Nikola Tesla yep. quote? Because <laughs> the, the, the Tesla quote is, uh, the first time I changed the world... Uh, they gave me a medal. The second time I tried to change the world, I was politely asked to yep. retire. So, things started really spiraling for Theranos after that article because investors were like, what the fuck is this? And to make it even worse, in January 2016, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services sent a warning to Theranos after an inspection that uncovered irregularities with staff proficiency, procedures, and equipment. They proposed a two-year ban on Holmes from owning or operating a certified clinical lab after the company hadn't fixed these problems in March of that year. Holmes said that she, quote, was devastated we did not catch up and fix these issues faster. And in July of 2016, CMS officially banned Holmes from owning, operating, or directing a blood testing service for two years. Theranos appealed, but it was shut out. Walgreens ended the relationship, and the FDA also ordered the company to cease use and cease production of the capillary tube nanotainer device. And you know who, you know who <laughs> was the whistleblower? Edward Snow. Jesse Ventura. It was that girl, that 23-year-old girl that they scared the shit out of in the parking lot. Fuck Fucking yeah. good, good, for her. good for her. Absolute queen. She's a you know goddamn She's hero. The hashtag girl boss. Fuck Elizabeth Holmes. She gets the worst in the industry podcast gold star. You get a big old fat gold star, and honestly, if you want to get on the podcast, yeah. talk to us. We'd love to I interview love you. We'd love to speak with you about your experience uh, fighting the good fight against uh, corporate secrecy. Erica Chung. You're the true hero. Erica Chung, I'm going to get a tattoo of your face on my back like Roger Stone's tattoo of Nixon's face. <laughs> Erica Chung, please don't be off-put by our enthusiasm. We just want to make friends! So, about this time, Forbes switched sides, naming her one of the world's, quote, most disappointing leaders. 
They also they also released an updated valuation of Theranos at eight hundred million dollars. Right, their valuation went from nine billion to eight hundred million dollars, and that made her stake completely worthless due to the other investors owning the preferred shares that would have to be paid out before her. And she also owed twenty five million dollars in debt to Theranos personally, in connection with exercising options. This just proves that money is fake and the economy is fake because literally a Forbes article that states a new number changes how much physical money one person has access to. Like, th like when people talk about, like, inflation and, like, oh, you can't have minimum wage, you, like, can't do a stimulus, things like that because, like, it'll affect the economy, just point them towards this fucking story because... Clearly, it doesn't fucking matter. It None of it matters. Just If you're rich enough and you got a high enough profile, they will literally just print fucking money yep. for you. So, then in 2017, the state of Arizona filed a suit against Theranos, stating the company sold one and a half million blood tests to their citizens while concealing and misrepresenting the facts of the tests. In April 2017, the company settled the suit, refunding the cost of tests to the customers, paying $225,000 in civil fines and lawyer costs, totaling $4.65 million. Later that year, about 99% of Theranos stakeholders reached an agreement to dismiss all litigation in exchange for shares of preferred stock. Holmes... Why? Holmes... Holmes no, well, so they can get their money back. Holmes released a portion of her equity to offset the stock value drop. No, but I'm saying, like, why would, like, the people, like... Like, they're saying, oh, we won't pay you, but we'll give you stock if you drop the suit. Like, I would not take that because deal. Preferred, yeah, that's a bad preferred deal. Preferred stock like, has to be paid out. No, but, like, I understand that, right? Like, I understand preferred stock has to be paid out. But, like, first of all, if this company just fucking straight up lied to me and, like, they're clearly shitty and inept, like, why would I trust them to do, like, enough to, like, because make me money if I hold on to stock, these people right? drank the and, fucking Kool-Aid. They believed anything Elizabeth Holmes said. She had... There's something about her was able to convince people that even when all this shit was happening, that Theranos was still worth something. It was that smoky okay, baritone. This is, okay, I, I'm, I'm circling back around. Again, 100%, this is Dracula yep. shit. This, this Dracula, that is, that is like, that's pure hypnotization. Right Somebody there. get fucking Wesley Snipes on the horn. We got, we got a fucking Dracula. We got a Dracula. I just keep imagining the, that opening scene for the first Blade movie where in the club and all the blood starts pouring down and Elizabeth Holmes is just like up in the rafters like licking her lips going like, yes, yes, feed, yes. <laughs> so, in 2018, she settled an SEC lawsuit. She was charged with fraud for the false claim that its tech was being used by the Department of Defense in combat situations. <laughs> What? what they're throwing all like the, they're throwing at they're dropping Edison machine Edison machines out of F-35s because they're completely useless and heavy enough to crush a small Middle yep, Eastern child. I was much. gonna say, do they just like beating people to death with them? So, uh, Theranos also lied when it claimed to have a hundred million dollars in revenue in 2014. And we're gonna what? we're gonna play another little we're gonna play How? another little game. They claimed a hundred million dollars in revenue. Can you guess how much they actually had? Uh, so they, okay, so they claimed, they claimed 100 they made hundred million dollars in two thousand fourteen. How much do you think they actually in made revenue, in revenue, not in yeah. profit? 
Six and, million. Okay, so here, let's just let's recap real quick so I so I can have time to come up with a number. They've just lost a bunch of money in a lawsuit. Yep. They've not actually they, they the one high profile business partnership they had with Walgreens yep. has dissolved. They haven't been able to sell anybody anything besides stock. Yep. And they're claiming a hundred million dollars in revenue, and you're claiming saying they are lying about that. I'm gonna say they were evaluated at you said eight hundred yep, million. Their current valuation at the time is eight hundred million dollars. And a majority of those stocks are still held by the board. Yep, of and investors. those are preferred stock. Yes. So I'm gonna say, if it's not a negative number, it's not. A, it is a positive lose number. Money, I'm gonna say. 10 million Justin, dollars. do you have a guess? Um, wait, I have... wait, 10 million and 10 million dollars in a single cent. Price is right rules. Mama didn't raise no fool. I'm gonna go ahead and say six million dollars. They like they made one hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> like obviously that's that's an amount of money that if any of us made that in a year we'd be like fucking. Mr. Fancy about down, just like dropping weed nugs Dude, out of our like, pockets and, you know, putting a down payment like on a house. That like barely pays for like two of the scientists to work there for a year and they had like 800 employees. That barely pays for all the utilities for the buildings they yeah. work in. Yeah. Wow, fucking losers, Jesus dude. Christ. That's what happens. Hey, hey, folks, that's what happens when you when you start a corporation. If you're not a bloodthirsty psycho... Uh, actually, I guess you can be a bloodthirsty psycho who lies to everybody, but you need to find a way to make that profitable. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. You know what? After all these episodes of people just getting away with it for, like, hundreds of years, like, literally hundreds of years, I'm so glad we got an episode where someone just eats shit yep. all the time. So, in that settlement, she surrendered the voting control of Theranos in a ban on holding an officer position in a public company for ten years, and a $500,000 personal fine. Oh, fuck her, good. By September of 2018, the company announced that it was officially dissolving. What? Oh, no. And, uh, you know, we're going to start closing it up here. We're going to start putting the buttons on, but I got a few more little things that have come out in the past couple years. Please, Mama Bird, I'd need some yeah, more worm yeah, come, come, come on, Mama Bird. Uh... Give me all that fucking slick ass. So they are still waiting for a trial for like thirteen counts of wire fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. <jokes>. And uh, <laughs> in 2019, a report came from Bloomberg that said Holmes and Balwani were looking into a possible strategy of blaming the media for the downfall of Theranos, stating that <laughs> Carrie Rao's reporting caused undue influence. Undue in It's you who said the truth, and the consequences were And the consequences much. hurt the my new, company. The news talks so much, my machine stopped working. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Also, I just want to say, they, they're getting charged with fucking wire fraud. That's like... <laughs> people who like write bad checks at a grocery yeah. store get charged with wire fraud dude i love when rich people get charged with poor people crimes though it's great oh One of my, my favorite god things. yes but um so they're oh. actually still waiting for this trial it hasn't happened yet because of you know 
the global pandemic they've been keep pushing it back but as far as right now as far so as right now it's going to be happening on the end of this summer in this year so we'll be watching and paying attention oh yeah um we uh we may have to recover we, this in a little yeah bit we might we might do a little update a little 20 wouldn't it be update, nice yeah. i don't i obviously no promises but depending on how many people we have and the kind of uh you know acclaim that the pot the show gets I would love to live stream that, do a little bit of live commentary over boring ass. Oh, we'll just drink beers. Be fun. We'll drink so we'll we'll make a drinking game. Every time, like every time Elizabeth Holmes like contests a time where she blatantly lied, you take a shot. Every time, every time the judge has to bang his gavel or say that she's interrupting the court proceedings, you anytime, finish your drink. Anytime it's Sonny be... Balwani says disruption. You, you just finish your drink. Fucking put a gun Dude, in your Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's a, uh, there's a documentary about Theranos, and at the end of it, they show all of these, like, big corporate meetings that they would have, and they were as cringe as you expected them to be. And, like, Sonny Balwani would be up there, and he would be like, so, you know, here's the thing, is all of these big Wall Street, uh, wall street journal and like all this stuff they're just trying to shut us down they're just like you know they're so mad that Why? we're disrupting the industry why if it worked maybe nobody would be mad about it dude this stuff happens all the time like tech startups silicon valley shit they're like most of the time when they do this shit they don't get caught because when they're at when they're <laughs> their business model like, it has, like, substance to it, but the substance is usually finding a way to undermine a industry that previously had a lot of strict labor protection and unions, like Uber uh, and Lyft do with, uh, like, taxi yeah. unions, uh, which is why pretty soon uh, Prop 2, which passed in California, is going to become, like, this federal mandate that's going to turn us all into little bug people. Yep. So... In another Bloomberg report, this time from 2020, they claimed that Holmes was exploring a mental disease defense for her criminal fraud trial. <laughs> oh my god, can I convince him I'm crazy? Oh my. Your honor, your honor, you must understand, I am a 300-year-old <laughs> immortal from Eastern Europe, and these kinds of circumstance, the, the jarring nature of this modern society has driven me into a blood-fueled frenzy that has caused many poor decisions on my part. I'm sorry, Ms. Holmes, but the Dracula defense is no longer applicable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after we after we had to convict R. Kelly, it really took a... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you implying that R. Kelly is also a Dracula? I'm saying that you don't... <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's not just being a world-famous an incredibly talented musician sometimes you put a little of that dracula sparkle in your eyes 14 year olds just flock to you uh one one thing i forgot to put in here but i do want to talk about we're gonna play another guessing game because i think guessing games are fun oh man it's like jeopardy but all the answers so, are bad. <laughs> um they had at theranos they had a huge security force like at every door every single door 
and they keystroked every person that worked there. Um, they would be like, people would be like sending emails to each other and wouldn't CC Sunny or Elizabeth, and then they would just get a reply from one of them. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh boy. That's a fucking actual stress and when, that I have. So when they came through the gate, and Sonny and uh, Elizabeth came in at the exact same time every single day. They both came in at the same time every single day. And when they pulled into the, to the, through the gate into the parking lot, the uh, security guards would, you know, go through, you know, with everybody, have the doors open for them and whatnot. What was their code names? What was the co- what were Sonny and Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah, what was their code, code names? names? They they okay. picked them. They picked um, these names. They yeah. picked them. Are they complimentary? Are they like referring uh, to the something same one, material? something two? It's not thing nope. one, thing two. Is it eagle, is it eagle one, and eagle two? Elizabeth Holmes was eagle one. Sonny Balwani was eagle two. That's a good guess, guys. I'm proud of you. No, it's because we both were like, what's the dumbest one? What's the dumbest one we could think of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna piss oh. my pants. Oh my god. You fucking e- Okay, no. You, I want you guys to go back to the beginning when you when I said she was intellectually stunted and you're like, she's actually really smart. Take Never it back. I want both of back. you to take it back take right it back. now. She's an idiot. Well, she's really smart. Okay, she's, she's incredibly <laughs> smart in manipulating people. She's very manipulative. That doesn't mean you're smart. I think that's some sort of intelligence. No, it's called being the fucking yeah, but psycho. You need to, it doesn't mean yes, you're smart. Yes, but you need to have a deep understanding of how to get people to believe anything you say, and she did. Yeah, but that doesn't make her smart. That makes I think her talented. Sounds, I, th- I would say that that's makes some her sort gifted. Of you don't. You can't learn how to do that. You either can do that or you can't. No, you can learn. I don't think so. so I disagree. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here with a uh, quick little updates of what <sighs> Elizabeth Holmes has been up to as of recent. Um, just Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Sorry, it's Eagle One. We'll let you know what Eagle One's been doing. <laughs> What's Eagle One been up So, to? since the fall of Theranos, Holmes had been living comfortably in San Francisco off of Daddy's money at her Billy, at her husband Billy Evans, the 27-year-old heir to the Evans Hotel Group. Wait, so wait, she's been married to another dude while she's uh, been fucking no, she, Eagle Two. Like, Eagle Two, her and Eagle Two stopped fucking around like 2015, um, and she got married to. Um, Billy Evans in 2018 or 19. We call him Eagle 3. Yeah. I feel like he wants to be Eagle B. He wants Eagle... I'm Eagle A, sure, honey. So, she's, like, trying to become, like, an Instagram influencer. What? Is, is this yes. her last ditch ever? Yes! Oh, my God. If she's... I will fucking sub to her OnlyFans. I need to go watch Eagle One do TikTok dances. No, it's not even that. She's just, like, posting, like, pictures of, like, you know, her fucking rich-ass husband taking her on vacations and shit and her dog. Oh, wait a second. Is it it like that one guy who's like, look at the... Welcome to my garage with my fucking Lambo in it. This is how I learned how to make money by, like, defrauding a bunch of teens on Amazon. Here's how you make money off of drop shipping on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, here's how the how here's how you make 
make money being an underpaid middleman for a corporate scheme to defraud millions of poor people. Yeah, so um, she's constantly posting pictures of her dog, and her dog is very cute. It's a husky. Uh, okay, well, husky. It's a dog. Siberian husky, and his name's oh, okay. Balto. Like, like the sl- oh, like the sled see, dog. She's fucking like stupid. The sled dog. She named him after the goddamn cartoon. She saw one. Co- okay, here's exactly what happened. She was like fucking. She was. She she had a Neurotannin cocktail, which is a, approximately one and a half bottles of Chardonnay and as many benzos as you can fit in your mouth, and she just watched the fucking cartoon movie, and then she was like, "I want." I, she, sorry, let me put on my Elizabeth Holmes voice. She went, "I would like that dog. Let's get that dog." And then she just got a fucking dog, dog that reminded her of that dog, and then named it after that fucking dog. Honestly, this She's just makes me want to watch Balto. Oh, uh, yeah, we should watch Balto. Yeah, so, the thing about Balto is... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell me that no, the, the dog No, the dog is the dog well died. and uh, doing great and still as adorable as ever. It's so strange, though. It's always about a pint of blood <laughs> short. We don't understand <laughs> why this dog's always low on so, blood. Um, she got this dog in, you know, like, 2017, I think. So it was, like, at the very end of, like, Theranos when they still had, like, all of their employees and shit and they were all, like, still doing blood tests and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. she, so she got this dog and she refused to potty train it. And then she would bring it into Theranos, a blood testing facility. Into the office? Not in the, in, like, she would just let the dog go wherever it wanted. It would, like, go into the medical facility and shit and, like, piss and shit everywhere. Yes. Yes, that's such a fucking power move. She is the Amy Klobuchar of fucking Silicon Valley startups. She's, she's like... (laughs) Doesn't Diane Diane Feinstein doesn't she do that shit too where she makes like all her staffers like watch her dog and like piss yep. and shits everywhere? Yep. So uh That's great. I love this. That's that's the end of Elizabeth Holmes uh until we meet again. Yeah, yeah, for now. For now, we will do a, you know, a little update on her once this trial happens for sure cuz I want to see her get fucking wrecked for poor people crimes. Yeah. And honestly in general, I don't think this is the last we've we've seen of Elizabeth no. Holmes. And it's like obviously it bears it bears repeating that like she is getting fucked over because of how wildly inept she is. Like you really don't have to do much to do exactly what she did and just make billions of dollars for the yeah. rest of your life. Like you really don't need to do much. The only reason she's going down is because of how wildly stupid and bad at what she was doing she was. Like Donald Trump, that guy, the guy who's, like, been reliving the 80s because his brain is caught in a Groundhog Day time loop, uh, fucking put on him by prescribed speed and, like, a, you know, a lifetime of being hollow and not feeling anything. Even that motherfucker was able to hold on to all his goddamn money. Yeah. Come on. And, and... Come on, Elizabeth. Yeah, but you know what she did? You know Get what she it together. Did? She just married a rich guy problem solved i mean yes that and she probably dug up some of the gold uh from under the ruins of her uh transylvanian castle to bankroll you know picking up that that dog she went to she went to the breeder and she's like 
I would like to purchase a wolf <laughs> from you that I may bask in the moonlight. Your, your finest with. dire wolf, please. Your finest dire wolf that heeds its master's orders to hell and back. What dog has the most blood? That's it. That's it right there. Do, Perfect. Do we have a call to action for this uh, episode? Don't, don't <laughs> invest no. in anything. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't join a startup. It's... Startups are bullshit, and they're doomed to fail because they're capitalism in a greenhouse. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you guys next see time. See you guys next. Later.